Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Lady Vengeance, the third and final film in the Vengeance trilogy by Park Chan-wook. This movie written and directed by Park Chan-wook. This came out in the year 2005. Uh, This is a movie that uh, I enjoyed watching. I enjoyed the entire Vengeance trilogy. Definitely a trilogy of films that uh, comes along with difficult feelings. This one probably... My least favorite of the trilogy, uh, the first being uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, second film being Old Boy, uh, so this one being the third of that. Uh, and this one has a female protagonist, I guess you could say, who is wrongfully imprisoned and is out to seek revenge on the person who is responsible for her going to jail and the person responsible for her daughter uh, being taken away. Uh, and in the beginning, like this movie, I enjoy the end of this film more than I enjoyed the beginning of this film, which is weird. Like it's a movie that takes a while. Like the beginning's kind of confusing. And once things about halfway through, things start to kind of make sense and fall into place, and you see what her master plan is for this revenge. Uh, and then it makes sense, and then it's good, and it ends really, like, it's it's a powerful movie, how it ends. And another thing this movie does, which I believe there's two different versions of this movie, uh, but the version I saw, the film progressively loses color throughout to where the end of the film is black and white, the beginning of the film is in color. I think Park Chan-wook also wanted to do this similar thing for... I want to say Old Boy, maybe it was Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, but one of the other movies in the Vengeance trilogy, he wanted to do a similar thing where as the film progressed, the color would slowly be drained out of the film and the end of the film be nothing but black and white. Uh, Where this movie does that, at least the version I saw. Which kind of, you know, kind of speaks to... Like the color of the film being the life of the film, how the life of the film is being drained out slowly. The life force, the positivity of these characters is slowly being drained out as they choose to, in ways of getting revenge for what has happened to them, choose to do horrible things themselves, become, you know, less human, as it were in doing those things. Uh, So I get that. And I enjoyed how it ends. But the beginning of this movie really has Wes Anderson vibes, which is kind of weird. Like, after watching the first two Park Chan-wook films in this trilogy and then watching this one, this one, it's, it's about her. She just gets out of prison, but it's flashing back to her time in prison and all the different people she served time with while in prison and how those people kind of are helping her with her master plan she was in prison for 13 years she was kind of a trendsetter because she was a young attractive woman when she was first uh you know accused or she confessed to killing a kid and in in korea similar to other countries they do reenactments and 
where you have to publicly reenact as part of like your punishment to publicly reenact the events of the crime you did, which I noticed the first time I noticed this was while watching uh, Bong Joon-ho films. Uh, I think Memories of Murder was the first one I noticed. They do these reenactments, and I had to look up online. And apparently it's a thing where if you're being accused of a crime, you have to do these, or if you're, if you're uh, convicted of a crime, you have to do these reenactments, these public reenactments. The public is, is encouraged to come and watch uh, this movie. It, those reenactments are done online, so people are able to watch the reenactments these criminals reenact their crimes on the tv and she gained a lot of popularity because she was a tr young attractive woman um and we see that there's a cop that doesn't really believe that she is uh the one who committed these crimes you see that he doesn't really believe but he's helping her anyway uh helping her confess helping her do this reenactment correctly uh I didn't know if I mentioned, but I will be spoiling this movie. So if you have not seen Lady Vengeance, I highly recommend doing it. It's currently on Tubi, as well as Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Old Boy is a little bit more difficult to acquire. Uh, but the both of these films are available on Tubi, which is a free service. There's just going to be ads, which is fine. Uh, I don't think they're edited other than that. There's just ad breaks between. Um, so if you don't want to be spoiled, I wouldn't recommend listening because i am going to be spoiling in order to talk about this film uh so there's this cop that's helping her right to get to do this he knows that she's faking it but he you know whatever to get to get the name to get uh, a conviction whatever you know he's helping her out and then even after she gets out he helps her again because obviously the real person is still out there but so she goes to prison and there's these cuts where it's showing these different people and it has like the there's like comedic beats to this very similar to Wes Anderson not necessarily exactly the symmetrical look of it but definitely tonally the vibe is very much Wes Anderson I looked online I'm not the only person that that gets these vibes that Wes Anderson vibes uh, but part of that takes me out part of that is like just seeing all the different people she was in prison with kind of takes me out kind of confusing because i don't know what their whole purpose is she has a dream that's very surreal where she's like has a dog sled which is literally like a dog that is mounted to a sled but has the head of a man and she has this very stylized gun that she uses to blow the brains out of the dog sled man uh, and that's, you know, this very surreal dream that, you know, shows what her, her goal is, shows what she wants to accomplish. She wants to, the head of that man is the person that is responsible for her going to prison. That is the person who's responsible for her daughter getting kidnapped. So, so much of the beginning of this movie, first half of this movie, is a lot of setup. You see her trying to rein, reunite with her daughter who has been adopted by, I believe, an Australian family. And she goes to visit them. And, like, there's a hilarious scene where the daughter, like, demands to go back and see Seoul, Korea. She wants to go back to Korea to see this place. And, like, so much so that she ends up putting a knife to her neck. Like, hilarious scene. <laughs> hilarious and very much like 
a Wes Anderson film. She goes to also, I think before she goes to get her daughter, she goes to the family of the kid that she is responsible for killing. And she goes to beg for forgiveness. And in doing so, she cuts one of her fingers off. So in a lot of this movie, she has this gigantic bandage thing over one of her fingers, very much like one of the female characters in Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, so a lot of different aspects of the beginning of this movie are Wes Anderson. But then it takes a turn. Once you see what she's doing, once you see what she's trying to, to accomplish in getting revenge on this guy, and once you see what this guy has done, once you see that he's responsible, like he's a teacher who would kidnap kids, and it's, again, similar to Mr. Vengeance, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, the whole idea of good kidnappings, quote unquote and bad kidnappings how like the good kidnap kidnappings are the ones where the people pay the ransom and the kids go back home and nobody's the wiser you never hear about the good kidnappings you only hear about the bad ones this guy is only interested in the bad kidnapping let's take a little break from the ray taylor show to promote my live art streams that's right i am an artist as well as a podcaster and i paint live every thursday at 4 20 pacific time head on over the best place ever for streaming youtube.com slash inspired disorder that's right every thursday at 4 20 you can watch me paint the many faces every week i paint seven new faces of abstract portraits ink on paper and you can watch that happen could hang out with me while I listen to a classic episode from one of my favorite podcasts. Head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and check it out. Say hi. Let's hang out. Let's have some fun. And let's paint some faces. Now let's get back to the show. Because what you find out what he does, like one kidnapping her kid to make to force her to and threatening to kill her kid. To, for her to take the fall for this other kid that was killed. But also seeing all of the parents, like all of the parents end up getting collected. And they all end up getting shown this guy would record videotape of himself killing all these kids. And what he would do is kill all the kids before he even asked for ransom. So by the time they are ask, he's asking them for ransom and, and uh, getting the money... He was just, while on the phone with them to prove that they're alive, he was just playing back the recorded videotapes. So it didn't matter what these parents did. The kids were already killed and killed in a brutal fashion. And there's this kind of the great part of this movie is where all of these parents are collected into a classroom, abandoned school. They're all being shown these videotapes. You have the cop kind of presiding over the thing because he's you know, knows what's going on with the main character and how she's trying to get revenge on this guy. And you get to see, like, all of these parents discussing what the punishment should be for this guy. Should they let him go to prison or should they take out their revenge on him? How, like, logistically, how should they do it? Should they all do it at the same time? Should they do it one by one? Some of the parents are no longer together because obviously all the traumatic events, losing their kid, some of the marriages didn't last. Um, like they go through logistically how they're going to do it, which is super interesting. Like a very 
dark topic to be dissecting in this film. How a group of parents may react and may want to seek justice in an event that is so gruesome like this movie portrays. And the whole time, the guy who's responsible is listening to their conversation via, you know, a PA system. He's got there's a microphone set up in the room and the speakers in the room he's in, which is a separate room. So he's hearing all of these people deliberate what is going to be his his future, what's going to happen to him, what his punishment's going to be. And that is really like that end aspect when you realize like, oh, that's why she confessed. That's why she took the fall because she didn't want her daughter to get killed. She knew how horrible this guy was. And he was like a teacher, but he, w he never kidnapped people that were in his school. He would just go from these like high end private school to private school and kidnap these rich kids, he thought anyway, and would would kill them and then ask for ransom. And the whole time, the reason why he needed the money, he didn't have a family. He wasn't, like, in need of money. He was just saving up for a yacht. Like, that is the kind of person pretty much no different than billionaires who don't care about how the workers of their business are treated as long as they're able to collect as much money, as long as they maximize the money they get into their pockets to buy their yachts. So not that much different, you know, giving your life away at a young age to a corporation that does not care about you and will, will do everything to make sure you get paid the least amount of money for the most amount of work just so stockholders and CEOs can gain profits and buy themselves yachts. So that aspect is interesting. That aspect is interesting. Also, the very end where the only bits of color are the charms. Like this guy would collect trophies basically from each of the kids. Like the, the kid that she was imprisoned for having killed uh, was a marble, a green marble. And you see that there's little charms and things that he had on his cell phone back when cell phones had charms. Little flip phones had little charms on them. So it's like, you know, out of all of these movies, you do end up having this sympathy. This one's cl the, clearly the least difficult to have sympathy for this woman who is getting revenge on this guy, even though she did technically kill somebody while in prison. But who's a bad person in prison, you know? Um, but definitely the a character that had the least... Like, it was the complexity of having sympathy for her and and for what she went through and what she did was a lot easier to deal with than, like, having sympathy for Desu, an old boy, or multiple characters in, in Mr. Vengeance. Um, so, yeah. So, like, I like this movie. It was... The beginning, a little bit confusing, took a little bit for it to really f kind of show what everything, what's happening is just like a lot of things were up in the air. Like she's really good at baking and part of that goes into it. 
but once you start seeing like where all the pieces once all the pieces start coming together right the beginning of the movie we're shown all the pieces but we don't know why or how they all fit together and once we see how all the pieces come together and we see what is trying to be done we see why she is trying to get at this guy and we see what this guy has done Let's take a little break from the show to promote The Many Faces. That's right, I am also an artist. I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at InspiredDisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images head on over to inspireddisorder.com buy original art buy prints if that's your jam if you want eight by ten prints on high quality paper also if you're looking to wear some art there are shirts available with original artwork by myself select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form you go to inspireddisorder.com you buy original artwork you buy prints you buy shirts you're supporting an artist directly. And if you're the type of person that likes to invest in NFTs, there are also NFTs available for select faces. Go to inspireddisorder.com now. And now let's get back to the show. It's great. It's great. Like you you have like you want these people, you want these parents to like destroy this guy, to torture this guy. Because he's done horrible things to multiple children. And even seeing how they, you know, not only just their discussions on how they're going to deal with it, what they're going to do with the guy, they end up deciding they're going to do it uh, kind of in order. Sometimes they will go in in small groups. Some people will go in individually. They all have, like, knives and raincoats to make sure they don't get bloody. One guy brought an axe. You know, they all kind of have their own way they're going to go in and and do what they want to do to this guy to kill him to torture him to pay him back for what he did to them and you see them all do that and then also you see them you know collectively clean up the mess bury him with all of the stuff you see the lead character get to use her gun which she almost doesn't do because it gets to a point where it's like oh, i've already done all this stuff he's already dead but she ends up still getting to use her gun and they clean it all up together like all of that is like super interesting so i don't know i i i really did enjoy this movie far more in the second half but because like tonally it was weird like, when she gets out of prison in the beginning of this movie, she's, like, greeted with a guy who's got, like, a weird, like, kind of bowl haircut. Like, she found Jesus while in jail, and because of that, she used that to get out of jail early, basically. Finding Jesus, whatever. And one of these Jesus freaks is there to greet her with, apparently, there's a tradition where when you get out of jail, you eat a plain piece of tofu, and that's supposed to symbolize the purity of of you leaving behind your sins or whatever. And there's a bunch of, like, Santa Clauses there. It's just weird. It's like, like, 
offbeat, weird, like a Wes Anderson film. But then also subtly dark. The stuff in the prison is funny, but I don't know how it related to the the overall movie. And then it all kind of comes together. But it's like, I don't know. It, as far as all of the other Park Chan-wook films I've watched, which I watched all of his films. I'm doing. I'm going to be ranking my top five favorite Park Chan-wook films on Sunday. Uh, so if you want to watch that, search top five Park Chan-wook's Ray Taylor show. Um, I will be doing that. So out of all of his movies, aside from maybe like uh, the first movie he did, which is like uh, s- like joint security area, kind of takes a while to before you realize how these aspects are kind of connected. But all of his movies, I'm like in. I'm like in it immediately. Uh, and this one took a while for me to get into it. Um, a little confusing. The Cyborg one was a little confusing as well. But... By the end, I really I think it all came together and it was it, it made sense and it was good. It's like kind of cathartic. Out of all of them, the end of this movie feels there's some catharsis to the end of this movie. It's like out of all of the vengeance movies of this trilogy, this one has somewhat of a happy ending. So much bad things happen, but at least like you feel there was justice was had. For these parents who were able to get revenge on this guy. And she they were able to do that because of this this woman and what she, she was able to do to kind of pay for her sins in a way. Because she did. I think she was part of it at one point. I don't know. Again, the beginning was kind of confusing. But anyway, I enjoyed the movie. My least favorite of the... It's not my least favorite Park Chan-wook film, but definitely my least favorite of the Vengeance trilogy. Uh, and it, it's very weird to see a, a Park Chan-wook film have the vibe of Wes Anderson. Like, very contrasting styles in a lot of ways. And that probably is an aspect that pulled me out a little bit. Uh, but overall, I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed how it ended. I enjoyed how it all came together at the end. And uh, I would recommend it, especially the trilogy as a whole. It's a great trilogy. If I had to rank the trilogy, Old Boy, the number one, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, number two, and Lady Vengeance, number three. But in, in all, I thought it was a great trilogy and an interesting kind of an interesting topic and like difficult set of emotions to struggle with while watching characters doing bad things but also like being on their side understanding why they're doing like understanding why they might be doing such horrible things right it like forces you to like sympathize with like evil people but understanding how they got to that place is why you have sympathy. And uh, anyway, I think that it was a great kind of conclusion to that trilogy in this movie. So I definitely recommend checking it out. Lady Vengeance. Sometimes I've seen it listed as sympathy for Lady Vengeance. But the majority of places, it's just called Lady Vengeance. Check it out. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram 
at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.